Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. So we talked about football in the last episode, Daniel, but what other things do you love about fall? Because I'd have to say fall is my by far favorite time of the season. We're getting better weather. It's cooling down a little bit. What, what do you like about fall? Sweaters. Sweaters? My wife makes fun of me because I'm such a sweater guy. and I don't get to wear them in the summer because it's hot here. You know, like there's yeah. people who wear like work in cold offices or work north enough that you can kind of like wear a like a zip up or mm-hmm. cardigan or something. Like cardigans are awesome, um, you know, in the office or something. But I mean, if you try to do that here, it's just gets like you walk outside is brutal, just absolutely terrible. brutal. Um, so we can't really do that here. Um, sometimes it's cold enough in the office. I'll throw on my sweater, but yeah, for the most part, you need those kind of crisp mornings. Mm-hmm. And then once it, I mean. The perfect weather here in the bluegrass is when it's cool enough that you just wear a sweater. Uh, like, you don't have to wear a jacket outside. Yeah. Like, you throw we'll on a sweater in the morning. It's a nice, crisp, cool morning. Like but a you don't need a quarter zip shirt or something. Yeah, you don't need yeah. a coat. You don't need a, you don't need a hat or anything. It just, like, it's pure sweater weather. It's great. I don't know. I love a good sweater. I like it. You have to be a real dude, like a tough guy to pull off this look. See, I um, love September and October because we get the weather in the morning where it's like crisp and kind of kind of chilly. Like you get a little chill, but then by by noon or one o'clock or whatever, it's it's getting warm and it's, it's like seventy, low seventies or, yeah. or high sixties. Oh man, colors changing. It's beautiful. Chilly. Oh, I can't wait. Chilly for weather. The yeah, first you can't have chilly in the summer. No, you definitely can't. But we're almost to chilly weather. We're not there yet, but. We're getting like close. Two or three weeks. And then all of a sudden it'll go from chilly weather to like hot cocoa weather. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah, it'll be. It, we'll have. We normally get so excited. We talk about fall. Um, we're pumped for it. And then we get two weeks of fall and then it's winter. So. <laughs> yeah. It's craziness. Uh, and then let's see. So yeah. Color's changing. I mean. It's a great pumpkin. He's rising up out of the pumpkin patch. There's a brief period where the earlier sunsets are nice. And then yeah. it just gets dark at 4 p.m. or 4.30. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, these beautiful fall sunsets and all that. It's good. I don't know. Just the fall culture. I'm not a pumpkin spice guy, but the aromas and mm-hmm. essence of fall is really nice. I have seasonal allergies, so it's way better than spring because yeah. you don't have pollen and all yeah, that. Yeah, spring, right? like, spring is much worse. I do get a little bit of fall allergies, but yeah. um, I'm excited for I love apple cider. That's Ooh, one of my favorites. Good. And then, obviously, we're getting married, so we're going to have... Um, a lot of fall drinks and food and stuff too. Sweet, yeah. I mean, not to be dramatic, but the fact that everything dies and falls is great. Oh, like <laughs> all of the pollen making things. You don't have to cut grass anymore. It's a transition season. Okay. Oh, we lived in the desert for a while out west, and it was great because um, it was like fall all the time because nothing grew. Like you didn't have. That's a very morbid. Take. You didn't have pollen. You didn't Daniel have with the morbid takes. Like nice. we didn't have grass because you have like desert landscaping, desert scaping. Zeroscaping or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, that was great. Wow. Okay. Well, that's a great transition. Like living on the moon. <laughs> Into our, our question for the day. So let's get to our question from Gabriel. D-I-Y! Gentlemen, how we doing? How we doing? Gabriel here coming from the beautiful, sunny Connecticut. Is it sunny today? I am a longtime listener, but finally decided, you know what? It's time to send in a question. 
So a little bit about me. I just graduated college and joined a financial planning firm. We do wealth management, financial planning, and I am going through all of my licensing and certifications. So I've taken the SIE, I've taken the seven, I'm studying for my 66, my APMA, my life accident and health, just acquired by my employer. And then in a couple of years, I'm gonna be going for my CFP. So that'll be a fun one, looking forward to that. And I'm looking at all these certifications and there's so many out there. I mean, the, uh, the CMFC, the FRM, CFA, and there's, there's so many out there. I'm just wondering, what do you guys believe is one, beneficial for me in my day to day? and what I'm doing, you know, what knowledge am I gonna utilize, but also what is what, uh, or uh, what certifications are what the public looks for? What looks good on a resume? What looks good when people are walking in and they say, oh, he's a uh, retirement professional or whatever it is. So let me know what you guys think. Love the podcast, love the show. Keep it up, guys. Thanks. All right. Thanks for that question, Gabriel. I, I don't think this is something we've ever hit on or talked about um, as far as certifications and, and different things out there. I obviously took the Series 65 in order to um, be a financial advisor at our fiduciary um, only and fee-only firm. But you have some uh, letters. Is it behind or in front of your name? Usually they're behind. Okay, so yours are behind your name, right? Okay. Yeah, I just have CFP. Okay, okay. So tell us more about... Um, about those certifications and your thoughts. Yeah, so there's a lot you can do um, certification, education-wise, et cetera, when it comes to the financial industry. Um, I would say, to answer the question, what does the public look for when they're looking for somebody? You're talking to James King. Let me create wealth for you. The public as a whole... um, because they can really generalize it, right? So, you know, what is the public, like the American society that's looking for somebody? I would say that in general, they're looking any, the public as a whole doesn't really look for anything in particular, right? Like the yeah. masses. No. Uh, now, niches of or groups of the public look for what answers their needs. So, um, we were talking before the question, right, about, like, what's your favorite season? Well, if you love pumpkin spice, you're looking for fall season, cool weather, you know, football, etc. cetera. Uh, nice tie-in, Daniel. Yeah. Wow. If you, love, okay. if you love spring, you like, you know, stuff blooming and all of that. Like, it's there's niches of what people need and, and are looking for and appreciate. So if somebody is shopping for insurance, then they're looking for somebody licensed in insurance. They're not looking for somebody in our office who doesn't sell insurance, who is more of a financial planning and investment management focus. If you call up our office and you go, I really just need uh, auto insurance. That's great. If you don't need a financial plan to figure out, you know, your retirement analysis and how to stay on track with all of your goals, you really just need auto insurance or life insurance. We we're not we can't you. really help you. Yeah. We can we can engage a conversation on it, but we that's not our business. That's not what we do. That's not what we sort of specialize in, right? So people are looking for uh, what they're looking for. It's very similar to medical, right? Like if you yeah. if you have a sports injury, right? If you're if you're 
working out at the gym or you're doing some kind of endurance sport and you hurt yourself, um, you're not interested in your cardiologists, you know, extra certifications and training or, right. or your dentists. Right. You're, you want a somebody with specialist or, the sports yeah. stuff. So people are looking for what they are looking for. So I don't, I don't know in this case if it's like, hey, how can I get the, the broadest licensing certifications and educations to be most marketable in mm-hmm. the finance industry? So that would be one question. Like, what are the most marketable and broad? And they would be the ones that you see most often. So that would be um, CFA mm-hmm. if you're doing investment analysis and you want to be on the, the actual investment side at a, like a bank or a fund or something like that. Um, so CFA is kind of certified financial analyst. Yeah, that's your chartered financial analyst. Chartered financial. That's analyst. the um, that's like the it's a bad way to describe it. But it's kind of like the back of house investment management side of things. Yep. In a sense, there's the CFP, which is sort of the what I would describe as the front facing financial planning side, working with actual clients, not mm-hmm. necessarily funds and institutions and things like that, but working with retail people on how to. Um, accomplish their goals in their financial plans. But then there's a bunch of... So CFA and CFP are kind of the two kind of front-focusing, back-focusing, right? Then there's the licensing you have to get, and he mentioned, and all of the 60s and 70s and random numbers that you have to get if you're working in any particular part of the business. Uh, those are mandatory if you actually want to work in the business. So it's not... You can't have the option. Right. It's like, hey, you want to work in this part of the business? You need this license to to do that. It's It's like driver's license. If you want to drive a motorcycle, you need the motorcycle certification. If you just want to drive a car, you get that one. If you want to drive a truck, you get that, you know, so you can't choose that. <laughs> it's like, if you work in that particular area, you have to get it. Okay. So those are the big ones. Mm-hmm. I think what they're referring to though, is if you go a step down, there's like a bajillion other initials. Oh, there's so many that you can add to the end yeah. of your name. Let's say your CPA invites you to a party of VIPs and you're supposed to RSVP, ASAP, and BYOB. But you don't because your son needs some TLC. He didn't do good on his SATs. He's got ADD. And I'll approach these from two angles because on the one part, I really like it and I'd like to get some of them myself. On the other part, they're kind of nauseating because the general public doesn't really care. Right. Most of the general public doesn't know the difference between a CFA and a CFP. Yep. Um, so they don't really at all know the difference between all of these other three and four letter initials that represent the investment industry or investment planning, retirement, insurance, et cetera, focuses. So you'll have to then educate them on that and why that's better than the next guy. So those are kind of the two sides. So the, why I would want to get a couple of them, uh, would be, Education interests me, like learning more about our field yeah. and specializing in certain areas is interesting to me. Like I want to know more about certain aspects of what we do. Um, and I believe that some of those educational programs can help because you have to study and then take a test. And that inherently allows you to learn more unique niche areas of the business. Yeah. Okay. Right? So there's that. Um, I don't think that anybody we work with would really care that much. No, I don't either. Uh, so Now, the, if you could help them with that specific thing and you were specializing yeah. in it, then yes. But mm-hmm. in most cases, they're not going to hire you because you're specialized in some something. Yes. Now, the contrary argument to that would be somebody somewhere would be like, I am definitely looking for somebody who's certified and has these initials. That, in my experience, has been the exception rather than the rule. Mm-hmm. I think um, 
when somebody comes in, they're looking for somebody that they can relate to, somebody that they perceive that they can trust, um, and somebody that answers their uh, known or perceived uh, need, really. So we work with primarily people who are um, in or approaching retirement is Mm -hmm. one of our client segments, right? And then wealth development. So young professionals who are starting out in in their wealth development journey uh, have started to become pretty successful and have long-term goals that they want to stay on track for. And so we help those two kind of big client segments. Uh, In helping those client segments, what we do is we develop a plan. This is the same for both of those segments. It just manifests a little differently. We develop a plan, and then we help people stay on track with that plan through continued financial planning and investment management. Yep, That's what we do. And yep. so all of our education and certification in our office is usually personally directed in that area. So that's what we continually educate ourselves on. And that is what we educate our clients on. Yeah. So we don't dabble in like securities analysis. Mm-hmm. I mean, we analyze investments, but we don't like get really deep into that particular like aspect or certification or things like that, nor do our clients necessarily care about that. Makes sense. What say you? Yeah. I want to kind of take a different approach on this and, and talk to Gabriel about it in a different way. One, it sounds like Gabriel has to get a lot of certifications because his job requires it. So if your job requires it, you got to get them, do what you do, what you need to do for that, especially if that's what you want. And that's the area in, in field that you want to be in. When I was graduating um, from a business degree at UK, I had a lot of friends um, and a lot of people that I was graduating with that were like, okay, well, I graduated. I want to go get a master's or I want to get this certification or I want to do that. But they were just doing it because they didn't really know what they wanted to do. So a lot of people would go get a master's because... They're like, I, I don't know exactly what field I want to go into right now. So let me go into a master's and that gives me another year to figure it out. Oh, and by the way, you pay $50,000 or whatever it is. Or I need to just get more certifications so my resume looks better so that I have more things that I can I can show to an employer when um, when I'm doing that. Well, I, I would help people a lot of the time. Um, I continue to do this with resumes, with um, interview skills. I, I interviewed a lot of people in my RA days. I interviewed a lot of people when I was at GE Aviation. So when looking at resumes or looking at interview skills for people, I think it is less important for someone to have a million things that they've done, a million things that they've studied and have uh, several different letters and things behind their name or have a master's program, it's more important that they have experience in things that they want to do. And sometimes you could be surprised at how that experience can translate into different areas. So for instance, I had no clue what I wanted to do early on in my college career. I actually started out medical chemistry pre-med. I went to a hospital and figured out very quickly why in the world would I ever do pre-med or medicine, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I got an opportunity to do an internship with Target. Hey, don't be shy. Hi, welcome to Target. Um, I think it was my soft, after my sophomore year summer. And I was like, okay, well, this is not what I want to do, but maybe it can give me some skills to translate into things I want to do in the future. It's very uh, customer facing, get to talk with people in the public, get to do things like that. So I did the internship. And what I did is I took that experience and I 
crafted my resume. I crafted my interview skills in order to present how that helped me in whatever field I wanted to go into. So that being either finance at GE or uh, finance here at Jewel, being able to be customer facing and talk with people and communicate about things helped me and grew skills that I needed for future job performance. So I think if you're just getting certifications to get certifications, or you're just doing a master's program to do a master's program or to figure out what you want, I would prefer if I'm hiring for you to go get experience somewhere that can apply to whatever you're doing in the future. And Again, that doesn't have to be you figuring out exactly what you want to do right now, but maybe it's just working somewhere, getting a job, and learning on the fly in that workforce. Um, and maybe that's not what you want to do. I think a lot of college kids that nowadays are pressured to figure out exactly what they want to do uh, when they graduate. I went to GE Aviation for like eight months, figured out very quickly I didn't want to do that, and I made a change. So I, I say all this, and I went down a lot of rabbit holes just to say, okay, if you're getting certifications just to get certifications, I would prefer you build your resume in other ways by picking up a side hustle, by doing something, by working with someone, um, and by getting experiences. So I don't know. What do you think about that, Daniel? Yeah. I mean, these certifications are not cheap in either dollars or time. Yep. So it's like any other investment that you would look at adding to your portfolio. If you want to add certifications or letters behind your name, count the cost, both in time and money, and count the return on that investment. And if that's a niche that you want to focus on and work and the return is good, then by all means, go for it. Uh, if you're bored and have the time and money and it interests you, then by all means, go for it. Yeah. But... More often than not, if you're doing it just because it feels like you need to do it, I would reassess that unless it's been like actually communicated, hey, yeah. you need to do this. Because uh, sometimes you could probably get away without it. And like you said, there's other ways that you can obtain some of this experience. So right. Now, you might work in a culture or an office or something like that where... Only the people with whatever behind their names are the ones that get promoted or get to go to the position you want. Well, that's a real need. Yep. Even though if it's not, even though that may not be spoken need, but it's you know demonstrated. Um, so assess it on all those levels, and then do what you want. Like pick what interests you and like what you actually want to do in life. I don't know. Great. I am now forklift certified. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap it up there. Gabriel sent in an audio question to us. He said that he's been a listener for a very long time. We have a lot of listeners that have been listeners for a very long time that have never sent in a question, uh, which I think is crazy because once you send in that audio question, keep it around a minute. We will use those questions on the podcast, and if we do, you get a $25 Amazon gift card, which just makes sense and, and helps everybody out. So uh, make sure you do it. Send in your questions, um, and we'll keep putting out content for you all. But I just want to wrap it up here and say, guys, the secret to wealth is really very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. 
This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.